Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. All right, welcome to today's episode. Everybody here on Facebook, I forgot to push record, so you're gonna hear it again, twice, all right? Hey, Nicole. So we are talking about productivity hacks for moms, um, how to get more time, get more energy. Hey, Caitlin, how to feel like you're actually taking control every day, taking ownership of your time not feeling like your days are jerking you around. Okay, I'm gonna give you some good tips. We're gonna talk about how decluttering helps you. Ooh, Shaylee says, Shamra and I have been decluttering together today. So, as a team, supportive, showing pics and everything makes it so much better. I love that so much because that is my vision for this group. So if you're listening to this, like on the like page, hey Beth, or on the podcast or wherever it is that you're listening to get inside of the motherhood simplified group because Shaylee and Shamra are the perfect example of what I hope this group can be for you using social media. Shamra just popped up using social media to benefit you and to help you and to find other moms in the same boat as you and encourage you and support you. Okay. We live in a time where we're really, really connected in certain ways and really, really disconnected in other ways. And I'm all about being intentional and making the resources and the communities and the opportunities that we have work for us instead of working against us. Okay, so make social media work for you by getting into the Motherhood Simplified group, okay? <laughs> hey, Jessica. Sharma says, yes, Shaylee is talking about you guys, yes. Um, I'm just waking up from a nap. Maybe I should get out of bed. Maybe, or maybe not. Maybe a nap is the most productive thing you could have done today. I mean, I'm just saying, it could be either one. <laughs> um, productivity doesn't always mean doing and doing and doing. But, so let's talk about this real quick. Let me know if you feel like this or how you feel about productivity in your days as a mom. Like, what's it like? Are you productive? Are you not productive? What slows you down? What makes things hard? What makes things easy? But for me, I know that when I am not feeling productive, I feel like I'm going and going and doing and doing and never stopping, yet it feels like nothing's ever getting done. Or I like take two steps forward and one step back and I'm not making progress, okay? I feel like I can't stick with anything, um, especially like routines and habits and these things that I know would really help me. Um, I get, you know, caught up in thinking that I just can't do routines. Routines aren't for me. Um, and that's not true. I just have to figure out how to make them work for me and simplify them. So we're going to talk about that. Hey, Veronica. Um, so it also makes me feel when I'm not productive, like I'm super inefficient. So do you guys remember, <laughs> this is an, an analogy that I had. When you were little and you had a bike with training wheels, if you got caught like in a gutter or something or like in a little dip, your training wheels would hold up your tire off the ground so you could pedal, but you wouldn't be getting anywhere, right? You just pedal and pedal and pedal and get all hot and sweaty and tired, but you're not going anywhere literally. Like that's what it feels like 
when you're trying to be productive and you just can't figure out how and why it's not working for you. Janelle says, I need to have a plan or I don't feel productive. I can be busy all day, but without a plan, nothing actually gets done. Yes, exactly. Um, we're going to talk about that. Having a plan, having, you know, a, a direction, but how to make sure that it's not too rigid so that you get discouraged and feel like it's just not working for you. Um, so it just generally makes you feel like you don't ever have enough time or enough energy to get the things that you need to get done, done. Right. Hey, Jennifer and Bethany. So I have some quick, wow, many do I have? One, two, three. I have three of my best, I guess, tips that I want to share with you. And as we talk, I might add more, who knows, but we've got at least three. So the first tip I have for you, when you are not feeling like you are productive or like you are getting things done, or like Janelle said, I'm busy all day, but nothing's really getting done. Um, it's because you're focusing on the things that aren't really important and aren't very impactful. Sorry guys, my computer's making noise. Aren't really important and aren't really impactful. They are distractions. Okay. So you've got to focus on what is going to be most impactful for you and what is going to basically give you the biggest bang for your buck. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica says, or you're a squirrel and get distracted by shiny things. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to give you guys some ways to minimize your distractions. <laughs> um, even with kids. Okay. Cause some distractions we can't eliminate. We can't eliminate the kids, right? We've got to keep them. Lindsay says, I need this more than you know. So glad I caught it. Good. Okay. So I want to give you guys an example of focusing of what it looks like to focus on what's going to be most impactful for you. And this question comes up a lot in the group. Should I focus on deep cleaning first or should I focus on decluttering first? Okay. Go ahead and chime in in the comments. Just put decluttering or put deep cleaning, which one you think it is, because I have a strong opinion about this, what you should do first and what's going to be more impactful. So put it in the comments. Let me know. There's a lag. Um, but one of these I think is way more important and impactful than the other and will make the other one come easy. Okay. So if you know me, you know, I think that you should declutter first because you can't really deep clean until you move all the things out, right? You can't deep clean. Savannah says decluttering. She's right. Savannah wins. I don't have anything to give you. <laughs> okay. Everybody else is saying decluttering. Janelle says decluttering. Christy decluttering. Declutter. Yes. Declutter first because you cannot, you cannot even deep clean until you declutter. It's in the way. Your clutter is in the way. You are adding so many steps to your deep cleaning process by choosing to shift the clutter around instead of purge it. You are um, making more messes as you are trying to clean up messes. Okay, see how counterproductive it is? It just doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if there's pee all over the toilet seats and the showers are getting mildew, you can't clean it. That's not what I'm saying but you are way better off focusing the bulk of your attention and your energy and your time on decluttering, right? Because it's going to have the most impact for you. One of the things that happens a lot with moms who choose to really dive deep into their decluttering is they realize how dirty their house actually 
gets on a regular basis because they can see it. One of the biggest examples is like the kitchen counters for me. I don't like to think about how dirty my counters probably were back when we were living in our clutter because I couldn't see it. Stuff was on top of it. I would push piles and, you know, not get under it. And that doesn't mean that it's totally clean under there. It's not. I just couldn't see it. Okay. Same thing with like your floors. You don't realize how floors or how dirty your floors or things like under the couches or under the beds get because there's so much stuff surrounding it that you just can't see it. Okay. Um, yes. Shaylee says then all the surfaces are clear at one time to scrub and wipe down. Yeah. That's why my, my nightly reset for my kitchen is so easy. We only have basic appliances. We have like the coffee pot, the toaster. I put our fruit up on there and our knife block, but I can see the messes. I can see when it's gross and needs to be done. Same thing with my floors. Like there's not piles all over the floor hiding it. Lindsay says declutter first so you can see what you're cleaning and you don't have to move everything while you clean. Exactly. Man, you guys are smart. You guys are smart. You get it. <laughs> Um, Shaylee says, Ooh, question for the audience question for the podcast. Would you rather clean a clear space or lift papers and dishes and toys to wipe under? I would rather just wipe down, right? You, instead of adding steps. So that is an example of focusing on what is most impactful for you. What is most impactful for you? And you can apply this same concept to <clears throat> your entire days. Okay. So I can ask myself like on Mondays, right? Monday is my busy day. Is it more impactful for me to go to the grocery store, buy all of my groceries for the week, meal plan and meal prep and get everything ready for the rest of the week and plan it out so that I can have it all ready to go? Or is it more impactful for me to just wing it and decide that on Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going to go to the grocery store and get what we need, right? Like Monday is my day to focus on that. That's what I do. It's impactful for our budget. It's impactful for the amount of food we don't waste. It's impactful for the quality of food that we're able to eat. So tip number one, focus on what is most impactful and what is going to be the most bang for your buck. What is going to give you the biggest ROI, which is your return on investment, right? <laughs> and figure out what that is. And do that first. Do it first. Okay. Um, and I just wanted to share one more example, then we'll move on to the next thing. But there's a mom who's been considering doing this next round of Motherhood Simplified. She has a lot of things going on in her life. Um, and she sent me a message asking, like, I'm dealing with this. I'm working through all of this. It's taking up a lot of my time and energy. I'm not sure if I should focus on this or if I should do another round of coaching and focus on that. And I walked her through it and I basically told her what I just told you. Whatever is most important to you right now, pick one and focus on that. Don't try and do everything. Pick one impactful thing and do that. Whew, I'm out of breath. <laughs> okay, number two, tip number two. Master time blocking. So time blocking is different from scheduling because it's breaking down your days into focus times. Okay. So it's not a routine. It's, or it's not a schedule. It's a routine. It's way better than a schedule. Okay. You are giving yourself times to focus on parts of your day that 
are impactful to you. So let's talk about why schedules fail and then I'll tell you about time blocking and how it makes you succeed. So schedules fail because they are too rigid. Here comes Breezy to show me something. They are, hold on. <laughs> she is showing us, hello, Sheridan. A night, okay. She's, she's using her pastels. Hey, Heather, it's okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, <laughs> now I'm all distracted. What were we talking about? Um, oh, schedules. They're too rigid. We think that we need a schedule. We think that we need to hyper-focus on, like, what time we're waking up, what time we're doing this, doing things in a specific order. And that works in some situations and in some circumstances, but for moms and mom life, schedules typically don't work because kids are not predictable. Kids don't operate by the clock. Okay. They don't, they're not hungry at the same time every day. They're not always tired at the same time every day. Yes. You have like general blocks of time where those things happen, but, um, I think that's why schedules fail. And even if it's not a rigid, like by the clock schedule, if we're too focused on like the order of like in the mornings, I do, I clean the kitchen, I do the laundry and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really give you any wiggle room to adjust as life happens, right? So that's why I think that schedules fail. I'm not a huge fan of them, but I am a huge fan of time blocking. So for me, I have a little block of time in the morning before the kids get up because I do wake up before the kids and yes, they wake up early and no, it's not in my natural ways to want to wake up before them, but I do wake up before them and that's my time to do the things for me, like drink my hot coffee, take a shower, get a quick little like not super intense workout in, but just something to wake my body up, do a little bit of journaling, planning for the day. Okay, figuring out like what the plan actually is, like what do I want to focus on today? What's going to be the most impactful for me, right? Like <laughs> I do that. Then the kids wake up and we have a big, huge time block from like when they wake up until lunchtime where I am just focused on them. Okay, we are, that's our time to like go to the parks. That's our time to play and do crafts or go outside and run on the sprinkler um, or do whatever it is that we're doing for the day, play Mario Kart, play board games. It's like my focused time with them. It's also the time that we will do errands if we have any errands to run. So like this morning, I told you guys Mondays are my grocery shopping day. We went grocery shopping. We went to Costco. We got that done. We've played at home a little bit. We've done our thing. and then comes nap time. Okay. We have, we eat lunch, then comes nap time. There's about two hours in the middle of the day where Kaylee sleeps. And I tell my big kids, like, I got to get some work done. Cause I work from home guys and I have to get things done. So I have that little bit in the morning. Then I have like an hour and a half to two hours where Kaylee is asleep, where my big kids are doing their independent thing with each other or alone, whatever they want to do. And I'm doing my thing. When Kaylee wakes up, it's kid focus time again and getting ready for dinner. And then when my husband comes home, we have dinner, we have our family time, and then we have bedtime 
for the kids. Okay. And then bedtime until when my husband and I go to bed are like husband and wife time. And those are the specific time blocks. Like that's when I focus on my things so that I know when to do the things that I need to get done. I have to pay attention to my kids. Okay. So <laughs> I time block those areas. I have to get work done. So I give myself a block of time to do that. I have to do things like running errands or if they have like dentist appointments and stuff, I will plan it for the morning because it's too chaotic to do it after nap time. And I don't want to have to be like putting it off and putting it off and be like, what am I going to do today? Well, I guess we're going to put the kids down for a nap real quick and then we're going to run to the grocery store. Like, no, I know <laughs> that my productive time and the best time for me to go grocery shopping is morning so that we have food for the day and I'm not scrambling. Okay. That's just an example of what time blocking looks like for me. Um, it does change based on the season of life that I'm in. Cause Shaylee says I need to start waking up before the kids, but I'm going to tell Shaylee that she has like a five month old baby. So maybe this isn't the season that you start waking up before the kids, right? Um, some seasons of life, you're not going to have those extra time blocks because like what Beth said, she took a nap today. Sometimes the most productive thing you can do is take a nap because your physical health and your physical body matters too. And if you are physically burnt out, you can't get any of these other things done. So in certain seasons of your life, or just depending on the day, maybe the most productive thing you can do is give your body a physical break and rest or sleep or whatever. I don't think that your entire season of motherhood needs to be a sleep-in season, right? But certain seasons of pregnancy and especially postpartum with multiple kids, your time block can be to sleep, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, Savannah. So Savannah and I have babies that are like days apart. And she just said, I'm finally starting to be able to get up without waking the kids. And I've told you guys this before that I finally feel like Kaylee is to an age where I can consistently wake up before her without it, you know, totally killing my day. Right. Um, and there were times, especially when I was like running my business where we were on a good streak and I was like, she's sleeping pretty okay. Like I can get up and do this work, but it wasn't all the time. And I just played it by ear and I made it flexible because it's a time block and it's a routine. It's not a schedule that is, you know, do or do not do. Um, it's gotta be flexible. Now, um, the last little tip that I want to get you, um, is to delegate. Heather says, I totally took a nap today on accident, but it was worth it. Yes. And she also has a teeny tiny baby. So, um, real quick though, if if you, if you want more help in figuring out like how to master your entire days and the flow of your life, get into the Motherhood Simplified course because it helps you with all of this. It helps you with prioritizing your time, simplifying your time, simplifying your mindset so that you can actually stop thinking about it and start doing it, um, simplifying your relationships, simplifying your role as a mom and what you want that to even look like, your role outside of a mom and who you are outside of, you know, changing diapers and snacks and trying to figure out, you know, all the things that come with mom life. Get into that course because it does close today for the group coaching. The course is available all of the time, 
but today is the last day for group coaching. And this is the last, the very last round that I'm going to be offering the group coaching for free um, because it's a huge investment of time and energy on my part. And I've spent the last year mastering it. I actually took a course on facilitation and how to be a good facilitator as a coach. So anyway, um, if you've been thinking about it, PS, get into it. Okay. Now the last tip <laughs> that I have for you is to delegate. Okay. Delegate, which means give your work, all of the things that you are trying to do to somebody else. Okay. I like to tell you guys that yes, you can do it all, but that doesn't mean that you can do it all well, right? You have to delegate. So you can delegate to yourself. You can delegate to your family and you can delegate to somebody outside of the home. So let's talk about what delegation to yourself might look like. So I delegate, <laughs> yeah, Janelle, Janelle made it, Janelle made it for the last free one. Um, I delegate all things, food, groceries, and meals to me. I used to split it with my husband and it was always confusing because nobody ever was on the same page about like, who's going to make what and when, and do we have all of this? And it was just confusing. So I was like, you know what? I'm taking it on. Like, you don't have to worry about a thing. I'll be that awesome wife who just makes you dinner every night. Right. <laughs> um, so I delegated that to myself. And I have tried a few different ways. I got a, an app that I highly recommend called Meal Prep Pro. It's like $5 a month. It makes the shopping list for me. It gives me the meals. It gives me every single thing that I need for the week. All I have to do is go get it and then follow the recipe and make it. I like that one. What I love even more is the cookbook, Cook Once, Eat All Week. I've been using it for like a month now, and it is genius. It's saving me a ton in groceries, a ton in time and frustration and energy, and the food is really simple and really good. So I delegated that to myself, and I just took it on myself. I have tried um, a meal delivery service before, and I didn't love it. It just, honestly, it was more work. It, I don't know how that works out, but it was more work for me. It was more money because my husband and I were eating these things. My kids didn't like it. So then I still had to make them dinner. And then my husband and I had these things and it was like hit or miss on if we liked it or not. And then we didn't know if we had enough food to last the whole week. And it just, it didn't work. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because I found the cook once eat all week cookbook and it changed my life. Okay. It's amazing. Just get it. Um, so that's an example of something that I delegate to myself. Um, instead of asking for help, which I could ask for help, I could do whatever, but I don't anymore. It's all me. Um, so someone says it's hard because I delegate things to my husband, but I feel like he should already know what to do. And it makes me feel like I'm a boss. Yes. So that's what I was going to talk about next is delegating things to your family. So I think there's a difference between asking for help in the moment and then truly delegating. And I think that's something that I've kind of figured out in my head, <laughs> like the distinction. 
So I get frustrated because I have to tell my kids over and over and over again to pick up their stuff, right? And it was very confusing for them because I would sporadically ask them to pick up their stuff. You know, it'd be like a couple days, like things were getting crazy. Okay, mom's freaking out and you need to go clean up your stuff. Like that was kind of delegation, but not really. So be proactively, be proactive in your delegation. So that means laying out clear expectations. My kids know that when Kaylee, when I'm getting Kaylee ready for her nap, is their time to go through the house and pick up all of their messes, finish any dishes, and they know this, finish any dishes that they left out from breakfast or lunch, put away any games and all of the pieces that they left out. Um, if they have played outside and their clothes are all over the place or whatever, they know that while I'm getting her ready for nap time is their time to do this thing. So I'm very specific and very proactive in how I delegated that to them. Um, and they know. They also know that on, they get to pick the day, whether they do it on Saturday or Sunday. Um, it just depends on, they pick it based on like what sports season they're in and what day their sports are. But they know that on one of the weekend mornings, mornings right after they eat, they have to start doing their laundry and they have to clean, deep clean their bathrooms. So that means they have to scrub the toilets, they have to wash the floors and the sinks and the mirrors and the showers, and they have to get their laundry going. And they know that by the end of the day, their laundry needs to be clean, dry, and hung up. Like it's a very specific thing that I'm asking them. And it sounds like a lot, but for an entire week, that's really not that much, right? But it makes my life so much easier because I don't have to keep up on their laundry. I don't have to keep up on their bathroom. <laughs> I don't have to go throughout the day because they know that right when I'm getting Kaylee ready for bed is also like when I'm getting Kaylee ready for nap time and for bedtime is their time to go through the house and clean up. And it takes them like five or 10 minutes. Um, so I'm very specific and what I'm expecting of them and when I expect it. So it's the same exact thing every day, not just like when I get to my breaking point. Um, oops, hang on. <laughs> I want to be loving, not nagging. I also would want to write it on a calendar, but husband isn't a calendar person. I'll make him lists, I guess. Yeah, lists are good. Um, and as much as possible, as much as possible, make it consistent. So Shaylee, I really don't, so this is weird. I, I really don't delegate a lot to James because he has such a grip on the things that he handles. And I have such a grip on the things that I handle that, um, it's, it's not a big deal for him and I, most of the things that I'm like delegating to him are in the moment of like, Hey, it's been a crazy day. I need your help. Or, Hey, this is a rough season of life. Like, especially like when Kaylee was a baby and I was breastfeeding her 24 seven and I would say things, you know, like for the next six weeks, I need you to handle dinner every night. Right. <laughs> Like, unless I tell you, if, unless I text you throughout the day, something along the lines of like, I got dinner tonight, like it was a good day. 
I've got dinner covered. Don't worry about it. Just expect that I need you to carry the weight for the next six weeks, right? Or whatever is happening. Or like, does that make sense? I need to be more consistent with things, with his things, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's that you need to um, be more consistent with things and maybe it's not. So Sarah, eventually you'll have kids that are old enough to do it, but my kids have been doing this until they're, since they were like four and five, where I'm always like, you can put your dishes away. You can help me put clothes away. You can help me pick up the toys. So um, they're eight and 10 now, but they've been doing this for a long time. And it's not that they, they, they don't, even now, it's not like they just do it perfectly. I still have to go behind them and be like, all right, like you peed on the seat all week and you said that you cleaned this bathroom, but it's not. So let me show you, um, let me show you how to do this. Um, it's not perfect. It's easier. Yeah. But, um, don't let that be an excuse of like, hey, I can't have any help. Um, even when they were like two and three, I'm like, all right, clean it up together. Cause that's the expectation. When we live in a house, that's how I run my house. You don't have to run your house this way, but if you're living in a house with me, I'm going to teach you how to carry your own weight. Right. <laughs> I'm not the mom who likes to do everything for everybody. Um, oh yes. Janelle's eight-year-old has decided that she's going to cook one night each week. So that's great. And she does. I've seen the pictures. It's amazing. Um, okay. Now the next thing that you can delegate or the other, the next place that you can delegate things to are outside of the home. So I tell you guys this all the time. My husband and I do not like to do lawn care <laughs> or, or whatever. We don't like to mow the grass. We don't get deep satisfaction out of it. We like to hire somebody for like 75 to a hundred dollars a month to come two or three times a month and do it for us. It saves us a ton of time because we suck at it and it takes us forever <laughs> and we don't like doing it. And that's like four to eight hours a month on a weekend that we can spend with our family doing things like going to the beach instead of something that we don't want to do. Right. So it's worth that. We'll say hundred dollars on the high end. We're in Southern California right now. So it is, uh, it's actually covered by our landlord, <laughs> but it's that $100 is so worth it to us so that we can have four to eight hours as a family. Okay. As a family doing what we want instead of getting all hot and sweaty and whining and complaining the whole time. And it took us a long time to figure that out. I think we didn't even start doing it until we lived in Idaho. So we would spend, um, weekends on in Florida where it's like 95 degrees and hundred percent humidity, sweating and dying, trying to keep our lawn maintained at the bare minimum, hating every second of it, not realizing that we could hire somebody for pretty cheap to come do it for us and, and alleviate that. So delegate and don't hyper-focus on the dollars. Okay. Be mindful of your budget. Okay, obviously do that. But even things like, um, I haven't done this. I haven't done it yet. I have strongly considered it, but I just have a lot of pride issues. <laughs> you can even hire somebody to come deep clean your home once or twice a month for 
really affordable. It's very affordable. And I am actually, I was so surprised when I found that out. There was like a package here. You can get like a three month package where they'll, well, where they'll come twice a month for three months for like $350. And I was like, I wouldn't have to deep clean my house for three months. <laughs> like that sounds pretty sweet to me. Okay. And you can find things on like Groupon or find a friend or whatever to find a good deal. But you know, I wish that I would have done something like that, especially when I was working outside of the home, like 10 to 12 hours a day and spending, you know, four hours on a weekend maintaining the lawn and deep cleaning the house when I could have been like $50, somebody can come to it for me. It would be amazing. Right. So don't be afraid to delegate those things outside of the home either based on whatever season of life you're in, what you can afford. If you can put your pride aside like me, I just can't do it yet. <laughs> I, mean, I just can't do it. I'm like, I'm here all day. I work from home. I should be able to do this, but you know, I do spend a lot of time mopping and scrubbing floors. Anyway, we're getting caught. We're, we're getting sidetracked. Um, that's what I do for a job when the kids are at school. Yes, exactly. That's, that's why I'm like, I, I've got, I've got time to do it. It's just a matter of, do I, do I want to do it? I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy scrubbing showers. Okay. So <laughs> those were my three tips for you. So Anna says delegating to the kids has been so nice. Yes, it is nice. Oh my gosh. It's so nice. Those have been my tips for you. If you want help more in mastering your time, your energy, your productivity, your relationships, your role as a mom, who the heck you want to be, figuring out what you want to focus on, get into the Motherhood Simplified course. I'm going to be talking about it for the rest of the day because enrollment closes tonight and we start tomorrow. We start tomorrow. And like I said, the course is available year round for anyone, anytime. You can absolutely do it on your own very simply and have a lot of success with it, but there's nothing like the group coaching because I literally walk you through the course. You get to get live feedback from me as you're going through the content and applying it to your life. And you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do about this? Like, how do I do this? <laughs> I will be giving you live feedback and helping you apply it to your life and brainstorm ways to do it via email. And then two live coaching calls over Zoom in a private little chat room, just me, you, and all the other moms. Um, I know a lot of you guys have been on the fence about it. Um, so I'm just, I'm going to be here all day answering your questions, helping you figure out if the group coaching is right for you. This session, the group coaching is included for free. It's not going to be included for free in the future rounds because like I said earlier, I've been doing it for free for a year to get practice and experience and figuring out like what works for you guys, how I can best help you. I did take a course on how to be a good coach and how to be a good facilitator. Like I feel like we're there. And so the future group coaching sessions will not be included for free. They will be an additional fee. So um, this is, this is the time to get in and it closes tonight. So just want to let you guys know. Um, I think I saw Bethany. Bethany, you're in it. Um, 
I kept meaning to send you a message because I think I sent you the wrong email. <laughs> but you're in it, Bethany. So I will see you tomorrow for that. I'm going to send you guys a pregame email tonight to get ready. And I'm excited for it. We have 17 spots available now because I'm limiting it. I don't want to stretch myself too thin. But as of right now, there are 17 spots left. So I hope to see you in it. And I will see you guys later. Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.